Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is the Wikipedia page for Bechdel Test. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Bernardo, KSN, reminding you guys to subscribe. And thank you for suggesting this, Jeffrey Teichman. Yes, thank you, Jeffrey Teichman. Related to me, Rachel Teichman. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is he half as annoying? I would say he's about 500 times as annoying. Oh, that makes sense. You guys sound like siblings. We are siblings. Anyway, let's hop to it. Bechdel test. The Bechdel test is a measure of the misrepresentation of women in film and by extrapolation in fiction in general. The test asks whether a film features at least two women talking to each other about something other than a man. The measure sometimes is enhanced by adding that the two female characters be named in the film. (laughs) it's a pretty simple test it sounds like Mm -hmm. passing or failing the test is not necessarily indicative of how well women are represented in any specific work rather the test is used as an indicator for the active presence of women in the entire field of film and other fiction and to call attention to gender inequality in fiction Media industry studies indicate that films that pass the test perform better financially than those that do not The test is named after the American cartoonist Alison Bechdel, in whose 1985 comic strip Dykes to Watch Out For, the test first appeared. Bechdel credited the idea to her friend Liz Wallace and the writings of Virginia Woolf. After the test became more widely discussed in the 2000s, a number of variants and tests inspired by it emerged. The Bechdel test is pretty awesome. So where do we read next? History? Yes, we're going to be reading history next, Wiki listeners. I apologize, we won't be reading this entire page because it's kind of long. So we're going to do some jumping around. All right. History. Gender portrayal in popular fiction. 
In her 1929 essay, A Room of One's Own, Virginia Woolf observed about the literature of her time what the Bechdel test would later highlight in more recent fiction. From Virginia Woolf, quote, All these relationships between women, I thought, rapidly recalling the splendid gallery of fictitious women are too simple, and I tried to remember any case in the course of my reading where two women are represented as friends. They are now and then mothers and daughters, but almost without exception, they are shown in their relation to men. It was strange to think that all the great women of fiction were, until Jane Austen's day, not only seen by the other sex, but seen only in relation to the other sex. And how small a part of a woman's life is that? In film, a study of gender portrayals in 855 of the most financially successful U.S. films from 1950 to 2006 showed that there were, on average, two male characters for each female character, a ratio that remained stable over time. Female characters were portrayed as being involved in sex twice as often as male characters, and their proportion of scenes with explicit sexual content increased over time. Violence increased over time in male and female characters alike. According to a 2014 study by the Gina Davis Institute on Gender in Media, in 120 films made worldwide from 2010 to 2013, only 31% of named characters were female, and 23% of the films had a female protagonist or co-protagonist. 7% of directors were women. Another study looking at the 700 top grossing films from 2007 to 2014 found that only 30% of the speaking characters were female. In a 2016 analysis of screenplays of 2005 commercially successful films, Hannah Anderson and Matt Daniels found that in 82% of the films, men had two of the top three speaking roles, while a woman had the most dialogue in only 22% of films. In a study from 2022 that was published in the Scientific Journal of Psychology of Popular Media, Bechdel test results of the 1,200 most popular movies worldwide from 1980 to 2019 were presented. The authors used data from BechdelTest.com and added 343 analyses for movies that were missing in this database. The authors found that less than half of the movies, 49.6%, passed the Bechdel test. The analyses also showed that in the 2010s, the share of popular movies passing was somewhat higher, 63%, than in previous decades. Criteria and Variants The rules now known as the Bechdel Test first appeared in 1985 in Alison Bechdel's comic strip Dykes to Watch Out For in a strip titled The Rule. Two women who resemble the future characters Mo and Ginger discuss seeing a film and one woman explains that she only goes to a movie if it satisfies the following requirements. The movie has to have at least two women in it. Who talk to each other. About something other than a man. The other woman acknowledges that the idea is pretty strict, but good. Not finding any films that meet their requirements, they go home together. The context of the strip referred to alienation of queer women in film and entertainment, where the only possible way for a queer woman to imagine any of the characters in any film may also be queer, was if they satisfied the requirements of the test. The test has also been referred to as the Bechdel-Wallace test, which Bechdel herself prefers, the Bechdel rule, 
Bechdel's law over the Mo movie measure. Bechdel credited the idea for the test to a friend and karate training partner, Liz Wallace, whose name appears in the marquee of the strip. She later wrote that she was pretty certain that Wallace was inspired by Virginia Woolf's essay, A Room of One's Own. Several variants of the test have been proposed, for example, that the two women must be named characters, or that there must be at least a total of 60 seconds of conversation. The test has also attracted academic interest from a computational analysis approach. In June 2018, the term Bechdel test was added to the Oxford English Dictionary. That's great. Is she still alive, the cartoonist? I think so. Alison Bechdel, I I bet she is still alive. Yeah, so I'm just saying that how awesome it is. She's 62 years old now. She and I have the same haircut. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just saying how awesome it is that to inspire something that is in the Oxford English Dictionary and still be alive to see it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Allison, if you're listening to this, good job and nice hair. According to Nita Ullaby, the test resonates because it articulates something often missing in popular culture. Not the number of women we see on screen, but the depth of their stories and the range of their concerns. Dean Spade and Craig Wills described the test as a commentary on how media representations enforce harmful gender norms by depicting women's relationship to men more than any other relationships and women's lives as important only insofar as they relate to men. Wiki listeners, you can help support us by listening to this quick message while you run the Bechdel test on your life. Well, thank you for listening to that message. And I can tell you that one of the only sort of like narrative things that I have that are out there, I think it passes the Bechdel test. Realm of LARP definitely passes the Bechdel test. Application. In addition to films, the Bechdel test has been applied to other media such as video games and comics. In theater, British actor Beth Watson launched a Bechdel theater campaign in 2015 that aims to highlight test-passing plays. In 2021, a TV provider from Israel called Partner TV endorsed the test in their platforms with a special mark added to movies who passed the test. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Pass and fail proportions. The website BechdelTest.com is a user-edited database of some 6,500 films classified by whether they pass the test, with the added requirement that the women must be named characters. As of April 2015, it listed 58% of these films as passing all three of the test's requirements, 10 is failing one, 22 is failing two, and 10% is failing all three. According to Mark Harris of Entertainment Weekly, If passing the test were mandatory, it would have jeopardized half of the 2009 Academy Award for Best Picture nominees. The news website, Vocative, when subjecting the top grossing films of 2013 to the Bechdel test, concluded that roughly half of them passed, although some dubiously, and the other half failed. Writer Charles Strauss noted that about half of the films that do pass the test only do so because the women talk about marriage or babies. (laughs) Works that fail the test include some that are mainly about or aimed at women, or which do feature prominent female characters. 
The television series Sex and the City highlights its own failure to pass the test by having one of the four female main characters ask, how does it happen that four such smart women have nothing to talk about but boyfriends? It's like seventh grade with bank accounts. Films set in alternative or future worlds such as fantasy and science fiction are more likely to pass the Bechdel test. This may be because these genres are more likely to avoid traditional gender roles and stereotypes. Sounds pretty gay. The future? Or alternative fantasy science fiction financial aspects. Several analyses have indicated that passing the Bechdel test is associated with the film's financial success. Vocative's authors found that the films from 2013 that passed the test earned a total of $4.22 billion in the United States, while those that failed earned $2.66 billion in total, leading them to conclude that a way for Hollywood to make more money might be to put more women on screen. A 2014 study by 538 based on data from about 1,615 films released from 1990 to 2013 concluded that the median budget of films that passed the test was 35% lower than that of the others. It found that the films that passed the test had about a 37% higher return on investment ROI in the United States and an equal ROI internationally compared to films that did not pass the test. In 2018, the Creative Arts Agency and Shift7 analyzed revenue and budget data from the 350 top grossing films of 2014 to 2017 in the United States. They concluded that female-led films financially outperformed other films and that those that passed the Bechdel test, 60% of the film studies, significantly outperformed the others. They noted that of films since 2012, which took in more than $1 billion in revenue, all passed the test. A scientific study from 2022 showed that production budget was negatively associated with the probability of passing the Bechdel test across 1,200 movies from 1980 to 2019. However, the observed increase of films passing across years was stronger for higher budget films. Increases of movies passing the Bechdel test over the years from 1980 to 2019 were stronger, also stronger for movies with higher revenues and higher audience evaluations, IMDb ratings. This is my guess about why it's happening that way, why in the past the bigger budget films failed and now more bigger budget films are succeeding. And I think it was because like the more money that is put into the movie, the more people that are going to be putting their fingers in the pot. And in the past, they were just being formulaic and things that are overly formulaic were starting are starting to fail more when the audiences are more savvy. But in the past, when they're doing it, when they're being super formulaic, then what they're doing is they're just like doing stereotypes, cookie cutter characters, you know, they're like a big action movie. Uh, the guy goes out, the wife does this. And so they were just failing because the more I, I think that the higher budgets caused them to fail the Bechdel test more often, I would say, just because so many people had their hands in it. And when they do have their hands in it and everybody's afraid of losing money, then they go to for cliches. You know what? You are somebody with an informed opinion on this. Yeah, I'm not sure that it's right, but I'm, I'm yeah. just guessing right now. Yeah, but your guess is more informed than my guess might be. Explanations. We're we're done. <laughs> all right i'd love to do more we, we just we can't 
It's great. It is a great page. I would suggest everyone reads it because there's lots of great information on it. I'm going to go back and finish reading the whole thing myself as well. Just it's just cool information. Yeah, there's a lot more here. Like I really wanted to get to criticism. I really wanted to get to some of the other versions of the test, but that's for you to find out. Thank you, Jeffrey, for suggesting this. This has been the Wikipedia page for Bechdel Test. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, let us know. We will read it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.